0: You wanted the best. You got the best. You got Whitman. How's it going, everyone? This is the Nasty Nation, and I am Chuck Nasty. Aren't you a lucky one? Another episode of me. Um, so, getting back on track of some stuff, I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, kind of not the, the usual thing to, to do on the show. Uh, usually, I'm ranting about four different things at once. Maybe there's one big thing that I ran about uh, you know that usually takes up the last thirty minutes of, of the episode. Uh, but something interesting uh, came about. Something interesting to do is uh, if you're listening to this, um, then you obviously know what the, what Graveyard Talk is. Um, it's the other podcast I do on here uh, with my buddy Whitman. Uh, and thought it'd be kind of fun to kind of get to know Whitman. The the other part What's of Graveyard Talk. <laughs> um trying to figure out what we wanted to do and i was like you know what? i'm just gonna interview your ass so this is how we're gonna here, play yeah. this so so whitman's here we're not talking
1: about horror shit it's I mean, not we, we I mean, it's gonna will. come up
0: we probably will if yeah you're asking me shit. yeah probably will
1: but yeah it's not the normal
0: yeah you know, we got a little bit a little bit of everything getting to know you here mm. uh which you know we're gonna open up the doors here i don't know um <laughs> Don't get too serious. Okay? No, 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 I'm not, no. We're not gonna. childhood traumas and shit. Yeah. yeah, women should be crying and tears. I mean, i might. This. It's been a long day. i might. It's been a long month. <coughs> uh, but, um, but yeah. So, Whitman is not just a horror like fanatic. Uh, he yeah. is also the Don Mega of Mount Storm, oh, Kentucky. Oh my God! Um, you're already putting it too much. I, I, no, I mean, I've always had a, a lot of respect for this guy over here. Uh, I mean, his and us friendship started, um, when we were introduced because we we yeah. both shared a love for, for Hellraiser, Hellraiser and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We had a mutual friend that
1: knew, you know, both both of us and we had a Hellraiser. Technology. Wasn't it
0: Josh? Yeah. Yeah. The guitar player for Bastard Sons of Judas. Um, Cup. My band. That's right. Me. All me. You love me. Um, but uh, that's how that's how we met was off, off my two favorites we had
1: the, uh, the puzzle box and I had a pinhead tattoo yeah and Josh was like you guys got on me
0: yeah yeah I, I have, <laughs> so, I, have the, I have the box <coughs> on my elbow and you you had did you not did you have both yeah at the time so yeah. so, so women has leather face from Texas chainsaw on over one side heart. of his chest over his heart and then on the other side he's got pinhead so it's like if we can't get along and be
1: friends then there really is no point to even well, that's you know, kind of what Josh thought. Yeah, it was just like nobody else has these fucked up tattoos and like, you know, so specific. So yeah, and like it,
0: yeah. So here, here, we are now, like years later. We're old and gray. And uh, how long was that? Oh man, we'll see. Shit, that was. I don't even know now. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was back when I was still a newbie of the era. Fifteen years, maybe. Yeah, you're you one of the take? It ever take fifteen years? You were one of the first people that when I started hanging around because I, because I, of Josh, because Josh is a Maestral native, but uh, oh, when this guy came around, I was living the crazy life. It was it was it was a crazy time, it was a crazy, <laughs> and I I was kind of like so out of place. With, like I, I felt I felt secure. And I felt like everybody was cool and everything, but like I always got the. Oh, like oh, we've heard about you. Like you're
2: there
0: yeah. You know, which actually helped the band that I was in at the time, I was a Conspiracy, <coughs> for a while because people didn't know who the fuck this guy was. Everybody else knew everybody in the band but me. But, but 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 Whitman was over here, uh, and and me and him, he was one of my first friends in this in this uh, in this godforsaken area. Um,
1: we have been and, ever since. I mean, it is very cliche, but it's it's Darla all over, man. It's like you met me at the weirdest time in my whole life. Yeah, up to date still, it was the weirdest time of my whole life. That... So I had two roommates and we were just uh, living in this cheap fucking garbage place in the hood and our front door didn't lock and I didn't have a window and uh, I was just promoting a music venue at the time Yep. and just like selling shit on eBay, just completely like living the gypsy life and had two crazy ass roommates too that are still my dear friends, but we were just all living just, just wild as fuck. The hell house
0: of Yeah, yeah that's what it got
1: called from this guy and we had, our neighbors thought we were vampires and just... I don't know, we just partied and tried to just make money and shit all the time,
0: so. When you can literally walk into a a small building and fit, as many of you as there were were that lived in that building, at one time. But there's only three
1: that paid rent.
0: Well, (laughs) right. But this place, this place was like our whole circle of friends, which is about like, it seems like 200 of us. At that time,
1: there was a bunch of us that were all kind of just around at the same time.
0: Yeah. We always went there. There always there was always a magic tournament going on. There was always music going on. There was always drinking. And- well, 'cause I
1: was, I had that, that music venue and then like people would come up to the house afterwards and we'd just keep partying and just uh in my house it wasn't quite Paper Street, you know what I mean, but like everything was tagged up. Right. Because- You could pretty much come and go and do as you please as long as you didn't fuck with our stuff. I didn't care if you were tagging my bathroom walls as long as you didn't mark over my tag. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just that kind of place. And our rent was so fucking cheap. We could do what we wanted. There was was a party they threw one time. And it was a very memorable
0: party because so much weird shit happened the night. But one thing was I was for certain that the floor was going to cave in. Yeah. There was a room where everybody was
1: fucking drunk and stoned it was another and friend of ours' party, time. and she was turning like 22 or 23 or something it was when Trina was pretty young yeah and uh yeah our floor was just like held together basically it was like shoestrings and shit and oh like, my god that was I mean terrible. we literally I mean lived in this rough like slumlord kind of house and there was about 50 of us at this party and we crammed into this one room and we were playing Flogging Molly which was Trina's favorite band of the oh yeah so if you don't know who they are they're like a fucking Irish punk band and, uh, they just get rowdy, and so we all got rowdy, and, like, we were jumping enough to where the floor was actually moving, and knocking shit off of the Computers balls.
0: were falling off, like, nobody cared. <clears> Everything right. was coming to everybody, I was like, fuck it, chaos. Well, because
1: here's the thing, the three people, me and Sarah and Ernest that live there, we would go harder than anybody else. Right. So it's like, if you're over there, and shit's breaking, and I'm looking at you, and I don't care, keep doing it. Keep, I mean, who gives a fuck? I mean, we had stuff just falling off the walls, and I looked over at Sarah, and, and me and Ernest were just like, nah, fuck it. And we were just going to try to collapse our house if it had to be, but uh, it was probably Trina's best birthday. She still talks about it. So. Uh, that
0: was that that was, that was a memorable one.
1: And we ordered uh, 200 chicken nuggets from McDonald's, and they all ate them. We, yeah, <laughs> yeah, them yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Trina worked at McDonald's that was close to our house, and at that time they had those 50 pieces, those big fucking yeah. boxes. Right, so we called ahead, and we're like, we need 200 nuggets. And they wouldn't do it, but Trina called him back. She's like, this is Trina, blah, 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 that I work there. We're going to come get them. We need 200 nuggets. It's my birthday. Yeah. And they fucking cooked those up, dude, and we got 200 nuggets, and they all got eaten up. Fuck yeah, man.
0: That was that was definitely a, a, <clears throat> a fun night, and yeah. that, there was a lot of nights that happened over
1: there. Yeah, I mean, we just partied and just got too wild all the time, and our neighbors didn't give a fuck because we live in the hood, and most of our neighbors got wild as hell. Yeah. So it really was just like... Nobody really... Nobody nah, cared. Man. People didn't fuck with you all either that much. No, man. And my landlord knew me since I was a little kid. Yeah. And knew, like, if something happened, I mean, I'd just deal with it. You know what I mean? If somebody, like, got killed or the house burned down, I would just fucking call him. I'd just deal with it, whatever. Yeah. So he never raised any ruckus about anything. No. We never got the cops called except for one time. It's because we were playing drums. I was playing drums too loud. Yeah. We were playing music out on the front porch at like 3 a.m., and I was playing drums really loud and we had all those bongos and shit yeah cause I didn't even have my djembe but, but Brian had like fucking five different drums and you maybe you were I don't know There's like four or five of us we were all playing drums I know I know about away.
0: it I can't remember if I was there or not
1: but <clears throat> I do remember it was one of the only times the neighbors caught we got two times and that was once what was the other time? when uh Trina and ours were getting into oh, domestic they... squabble and she was uh, <laughs> uh no, these dude, two that was, the wildlife. It that was terroristic they, threatening that it they, wasn't just a fucking domestic squabble well, oh I didn't think about it. I guess three then because that, that time uh, Trina almost burned us up oh that's the one that I'm thinking yeah. of yeah that was, was yeah. so alright the same Trina that we had this birthday party for that is still a, a good friend of mine now yeah <laughs> she tried to set my house on fire so I come home and I see all kinds of cop cars and animals and shit up towards my house yeah thinking oh fuck my house <laughs> so I go up there and I find out that Trina, my roommate Ernest and, and her started dating, so Ernest was in bed asleep and just didn't want to fight, they were fighting, whatever, fight. wouldn't answer his phone. So she proceeded, and my, my door doesn't lock, no. you know, at this point, so she could have just went in. Yeah. She could have just went in the fucking door and just like, you know, beat on his door or whatever. But she got to the front of my door, opened it, stuck a bunch of newspapers under the front door, <laughs> closed it back, and lit all that shit on fire. My whole front door was on fire at the time. So I get home and my roommate, Ernest is in the standing outside with just like no shirt, smoking a cigarette. He just woke up. My door is just fucking black. And Trina's talking to the cops and I just kept driving. I was like, Oh my God. God. <laughs> 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 right? yeah, yeah. I didn't even stop for a minute. I circled the block and then went in and I was just like, Ernest, what the fuck? He's like, I don't know. So that's, yeah, that story. But
0: Yeah. That, that was the crazy, the crazy <laughs> life of, of, of Whitman and friends
1: yeah. And uh, the only other company. Time, it was the same too, you know. They they loved each other, they still do, but man, they looked some crazy shit. So uh, yeah. They were just going through it. and they never like hit each other or whatever, but they would just yell and just do all these crazy shit. And Ernest was trying to get her to to leave. Because yeah. Ernest wasn't paying rent. Trina never paid rent. She was just like crashing in his bed. Yeah. And he was he calls me. <laughs> we're both in our own house. I'm in the room right next to him. He calls me to come get Trina out. And I can hear him in the other room. I'm like, why the fuck did you just call me? Like, just handle it, whatever. So I go in the living room, and he's just screaming at her to get out. And it's like, just, I mean, on top of his lungs, just like, get the fuck out. Oh God, Like, he's God. not touching her. He won't go near her. Yeah. Because he's afraid to, like, what she'll do to him because she was violent. she I mean, yeah. she was crazy violent. Yeah. I mean, she just tried to burn my house down. But these are two separate incidents. Whatever. But... And so, God, <laughs> he's just throwing her shit out in the front yard. Like, she's got some clothes and just some junk. And it's just, like, pitching this shit out in the front yard. And that's the other time that the cops got called. And I was actually smoking a joint on the couch. And just, like, watching some horror movie. And this cop rose up. And easy, quick thinking, just shuts the door. <laughs> he, step, he steps out on the porch and shuts the door behind him. And this cop rose up. And he's like, can I go in there? He's like, no, sir. No shit. Yep. And he didn't have a warrant and there was no reason. And he could see the reason. I mean, there's shit on the front yard and these two people are fucking squalling. Yeah. So no I just sat there him and himself. I was like, if this cop comes in, I guess I'm just paying my fucking ticket, I guess. I just sat there and kept some, I know he could smell it, whatever. like, I don't care. But yeah. So yeah, three, three times out of four and a half years, I figured it's pretty good. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, man. So yeah. Welcome to that early. Uh, those are my early twenties. Those, yeah. Those are some fun times. <laughs> um,
0: there, there was, there was, there was some times that were crazy where, uh, there was, there was one moment I do remember you sleeping in a bush.
1: Yeah, that was my birthday.
0: Yeah, okay. That was. When, I mean, you know, that was on when my I,
1: birthdays or other people's birthdays. We would tend to party a little extra harder. Yeah. Oh god. god <coughs> you sure. know. Like every weekend, I had uh, my music venue was on Friday and Saturday nights. We would have. Uh, most of the time rock shows, that's kind of how you know I met this guy. I got to know him better. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, we were pro me and my my friend Sarah. We were promoting his band, a couple of the local bands, and I had a good sized venue for our town. Excellent parking, had a really good fucking stage. Yeah, that place and, was uh, awesome. I was just, I mean, I was into heavy music at the time too, and I just was. I'm always, I've always been uh, basically self employed, except for a few months my whole life. Yeah. Um, So it was just a way I could do something I like to do, which was be around music and go to, you know, have music and party and shit around me and make money yeah, and be with my buddies and hopefully, you know, promote our shit and do all that. So it's like all the stuff I've done before, just like flea market stuff and just all kinds of weird, uh, kind of making connections on eBay and just all these different things I learned had got me to like, I don't know, just stay, uh, you know, not in the nine to five world. So I was like, all right, well I can rent this place cheap enough to maybe, and my friend Sarah, you know, she's good at promoting stuff. She's a cute girl and she knows shit about rock music. So like it was a win win and we were both good at promotions and marketing and shit. So it's like for our town, we drummed up all kinds of just local bands.
0: There was, there was a cool, that there at one time, there isn't really now, but there there was a scene here in Mount Sterling. Yeah, man. And
1: I, I mean, I won't take all the credit because there was a lot of people doing music, yeah. but me and Sarah strung all those people together. We gave them a place to go. Yeah. So, like the original if you bands, guys hadn't been playing music, I wouldn't have had a business. Right. But, I, I mean, I made sure that all my buddies were playing at my place, you know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. like promote your all's music over everybody else, you know? It's like home crew shit, but...
0: <clears throat> we always knew, we always knew that, that when we played there, it was always going to be a good time. Oh, man, and like, like when, I, when this guy no would thing. play,
1: we had two big bands... That were here, local. like when, when Chuck was saying, there used to be a scene here in Mount Sterely for musicians, and there may still be, because I'm older now, but like... I don't know. If I don't right know. It just it did, here, it did, but... it didn't feel the same, and a bunch of our bars have closed, so even just the...
0: There's not... The, yeah, the there's...
1: honky-tonks and shit that used to be able to play in our town, there's nowhere to play. Yeah. So, uh... Where
0: was that one bar that we always, that we always played, unreserved, and us always no, played there a lot? That one downtown is closed, but... Yeah.
1: Um, I, I don't remember it even. Um... I mean, is, that, is that building even there anymore yeah it's just something else but oh, okay <clears throat> anyway but yeah so like Sorry. no I mean there was just very few places to play especially for like heavier rock music it was I mean we live in the, in like a potent place in the country kinda so it's like it's southern rock and country that's the that's what people wanna hear that's what you know is gonna be played in bars and shit for the most part
0: it's a notch in the bible belt so just put that I mean in we're on that ass the bible belt but yeah it's, it's, it's still you know,
1: it is yeah yeah I mean, the, the hardest you're going to hear is like, I mean, Ozzy and Zeppelin type of shit. You're not going to hear... No, right. You know, you know Metallica. Like, you know, some stuff in that air. Yeah. But, so, we were giving bands that were playing heavy shit. And we were going to surrounding counties. We had these, all I mean, bands I didn't even want to hear. Yeah. These crazy, like, screamo bands and just wild shit yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But, it like, it gave people that didn't have a venue a place to get their shit out. Yeah. So, I mean, we had a blast, you know, and it was... I think a lot of people benefited from what we were doing, and we benefited. I mean, like I said, it paid my bills for a year, year and a half. This place was called the Nile. I don't know if you mentioned <coughs> that or not. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even. So it was it was the first, the first uh, coming of the Nile. It's my first legitimate business by myself, like getting a you know business license in my name and all that shit. Man, I always fucking looked up to you. So, to that shit though. Well, I mean, it it ain't nothing to really look up to, but it's it's fucking hard work, man. Well, if I was that way, I'd have more money, but... No, but I mean, like, <laughs> it's 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 hard work because people think it's fun, and it is, like working for yourself. Yeah. It is awesome. It's the best. Yeah. But it's not easy at all. Like, right. you usually put in twice as much work for half the money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you work a nine-to-five, you can just cash that check, you work your hours, and you're fucking done. Yeah. If you work for yourself, the hours never stop. Yeah. I don't know when the next check comes in. So I have to keep doing shit. You know what I mean? It's like there is no guarantee of anything. Even if you get consistent, whatever. You know, it's like it's no guarantee. So every night or every weekend, I knew we'd get some people. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't know if it was gonna be ten dollars in the door, a hundred dollars in the door. You know, I mean, it's just so it's it's always this fucking grind. But it's so worth it to not have a boss to me. So and I just always kind of just rolled that the different shit but it was my first intent at it and I was because I was responsible <laughs> for the building you know Sarah helped me with uh, you know paying the bands and promoting and all that <coughs> <and shit>. but <coughs> yeah, I had to come up with the fucking rent because the business license was in my name so this is my, actually I don't I've <coughs> ever asked you because I didn't think
0: about it until you mentioned a minute ago so did you did you all go to like a lot of underground shows and shit to find these bands man we'll or, like how did you do that because I remember when we played up there Quite a few times, you had some touring bands. You had one band that you all warned them about us,
1: because they were they were a Christian oh, yeah. Screamo type band. Yeah, and uh, I mean they were cool. Uh, we almost had Hank three play. We were talking to his. I remember that his uh, not publicist, whatever it is now that like you know books, book book uh, whatever the fuck it is uh-huh. uh, manager. There we go. Yeah. So man, Sarah was just good at like. Well, of course, I mean she's a cute girl, so it's like well. She has no problem talking to a dude, I mean a dude's Right. Whatever, whatever. But she was interested in music and knew a lot about music. Yeah. So that quickly the cute girl thing passed up and like, Oh, this chick is like an actual rock chick, like knows what the fuck and like Yeah, not just a fucking groupie. Right, you know, right, and yeah. so and I was with her a lot, you know, so it wasn't like she was getting, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, exactly, right, yeah. Um Yeah, man, we would just find out if people were playing in fucking garages. We went to this kid's house and listened to this fucking band that like oh yeah, he was just like it was just like some buddies in my garage. were like, all right, let's get it. So we would just drive around. I mean, cool it feels pretty close, man. And like, because at that time, me and Sarah both were looking at it as a business. Mm-hmm. Like as a legitimate like career idea, you know? It's like, well, she was really into like promotion and like just managing and different things like that. And so she was approaching it the same way. So she was grinding too. She At that point, it was MySpace. Right? It was before Facebook. Oh, shit. fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So she would just find local bands that had to put stuff on MySpace and hit them up and then we'd go to their practice or we would go watch them at a show or fucking whatever and then just from there it's like hey dude we can't really pay you much except for yeah, the cut of the door Yeah, you bring more of your fans I can give you more money but we're just two people trying to do some shit too and most people were super cool with it I, I would say you're all awesome with that shit. we had uh, and, and if you're a touring band or like a you know somebody that did come from we try to give you more money yeah. we would either like tell people that and raise a tip jar around or i don't know we would just try to get you money even if we couldn't really afford it necessarily but like we had these people from cincinnati come we had this man from fucking pennsylvania <clears throat> it was like man here's a, like 100 bucks in gas that's all i would got you know most people were cool as fuck with it but it was uh i don't know it was a good scene and it was good vibes and for the most part except man. for the halloween night
0: Oh yeah, which well, actually, we're we're, we're going to talk about that uh, more with Whitman in a second. Uh, we're gonna play a little bit of music for. It. We'll be back in just a minute.
3: For you, never trust the white man, driving the black man, he just saving all his food due for you.
2: Just for you.
0: Welcome back, and that was Women's Pick, because he's a guest on this show, so of course he gets that. Uh privilege Um, before we went to the the break um, we're talking about a Halloween show that happened at at the Nile at the the place that that you you ran
1: yeah
0: Um, very memorable Um, for multiple reasons yeah (laughs) Uh, it was a fun time until all those fucking assholes yeah
1: so the lead up of this show uh, these guys were playing and another band of ours that got to be good friends of ours uh, named uh, Karma Theory yeah. And uh, those guys played. Yeah. And so, it was a heavier show, and everybody was definitely encouraged to dress up as Halloween night, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we knew it was going to be crazy and rowdy, and that's what we you know, everybody was, you know, whatever. <clears throat> so, this place that I run used to be, in our little town, a fucking independent wrestling ring. Yep. <laughs> right, called the Jubilee. And so these two guys that used to be wrestlers there, and they were like my age, so at the time they were like early 20s or whatever, but just these big fucking dudes that were just like, you know, podunk dudes that just thought they were going to come in, and just kind of being assholes. Yeah. Right? So no big deal, but, because we're in a, a place that has rock music and like fucking musicians and there's a bunch of egos and shit, there's always just assholes around yeah right so I got used to just alright this dude's kind of a dick Yeah. let him be until a limit yeah. everybody's got the asshole limit if you cross that oh I gotta do something but until you hit the limit you know you're good to go <clears throat> so I just kept doing my shit I was running around making sure we had enough you know pops to sell and enough but you know everything was was whatever so I was running around making sure bands had room that's the other thing about this place I love that fucking place man. Dude, it awesome. was a killer backstage enough for all the bands to yeah. the equipment it was fucking perfect. If I could buy this place, I would buy it and turn it into something else again, or try the music again, or something, but... I
0: oh, think it'd be a great music video Oh, man, but... For a lot know. of bands,
1: but anyway, okay. yeah. So anyway, yeah, so, walking around, this guy just kept raising a ruckus and just kind of being, you know, a dick, so... People crowded in. We have like 120 people at the show. It was like the biggest show we'd ever had. It was. It was there was a lot of fucking people there, man. <coughs> it was jam. It was. It was two capacity. Somewhere basically. there's a video of this. No, show. Yeah, Somewhere there is a video of just like a bunch of gnarly shit happening mm-hmm. and a bunch of people dressed up. So um, at this point, because uh, you and I, that happened first. Was that? Was that okay? Because we, we played. Yeah. Because all right. So you you guys played first, actually.
0: For the record, the band that I was in was called Isla Conspiracy, and that night we it being a Halloween show. We all dressed up, and pretty most of us dressed up in black metal garb. Yeah, cool except for shit, like. except for Joe. Joe just oh, had Joseph. He just had a bucket on his head. If i remember correctly. He <laughs> yeah. He did that every year. He was like a
1: buckethead. Buck yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like, It like great. if you know. And he's a tall, lanky like dude, and yeah, exactly. he actually
0: like it worked. But it was funny. It was a great time. It was fantastic. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, but we were just doing the. We had a bunch of songs in the band that were based off you know, Universal Monsters
1: and stuff, and a couple couple of crowd favorites. They were always a big pool, like, when we usually had these guys and another kind of uh, southern rock, kind of just radio rock band that we were friends with at the time, um, named Unreserved, and when we would book one of those guys, we would usually expect between 60 and 100 people, and because, I mean, they all had friends, they were both good musicians, different, way different styles of music. Yeah. <clears throat> we, we were more like but, we were more like Stoner Sludge before and, yeah, it got real And They were kinda, kinda like just a radio rock, just a normal kind of you know, not like a Cedar
0: type band. Yeah.
1: You know, uh but good musicians in their own right. Oh yeah. Um yeah. so we you know, it was just gonna be and it was it was a big show. But uh so these guys went on first, um, because we feared people would leave as the night kind of progressed. So we wanted yeah. to give them, you know, the kind of top bill. And uh so you guys played the
0: misfits and I was That's, gonna, now, yeah, we, we played the Misfits songs <coughs> as well. And actually, that's when uh Steven, his drum set, had two different bass drums and he poked a hole through one of them. Yeah. So he only did we only we were like, well fuck it, we can't do it anymore. We only did we ended up doing only two of our monster songs. Yeah. And the rest of them we did misfits. And everybody like ate it up. Oh, yeah. And we did
1: Halloween. Right, which I tried to sing. Which and I I completely fucking brain. Based, and you were look uh, because you were like you were a leather face kind of thing, yeah. Right? I was wearing a like an apron that was all bloody and a fucking a homemade leather face mask. There are pictures of this, yeah. And I remember singing the first verse right and then completely fucking up <laughs> and just saying Halloween a bunch because I did, I remember where the chorus was, but after that first, uh, the first verse completely forgot the lyrics yeah. to Halloween. I was just fucking spaced, man, and so we just, yeah, we fucked it up. But it, it, was, it was,
0: it was, it was, it was one hell of a fucking night. <clears>
1: and it, so, one of my favorites. Yeah, so we have a big crazy uh, show. And we so, were all uh,
0: drinking. Everybody was already feeling pretty good. Everybody was
1: wild as hell that night. Yeah. You, you were already kind of fucked up. I so. was, yeah, I, I was living right that night for sure. It was so, a whiskey <laughs> night for, for a Whitman. So you know, we got down. You know, I went back to just like business mode, trying to make. You know, Sarah was there too, but like, there's two people trying to control about 100, 120 people. Yeah. Or at least contain, not control, but you know. And so I see Sarah in the crowd spin around like somebody had grabbed her. Yeah. Right. She was just, and she was a tough girl, but it looked like something was happening, whether to her or she saw something or whatever. Yeah. So I go immediately over to her. I mean, i just make a beeline to the crowd. Right. Yeah. And so this guy is like up in Sarah's face. And so of course I go into like crazy mode. (laughs) Complain. And I'm just like, no, you gotta get the fuck out. I don't even know what is happening right now, but I don't, I don't care what is happening. Right. So, you know what I mean? Like, if if you're yelling at this girl, it means you've got the fucking go. I don't care what what you say or anything. I don't care. And we just basically had, this guy was trying to fight me, and I just pushed him out the door, and everybody <laughs> Dude, was behind you. I remember just like when I pushed him out the door, I looked back. Mm-hmm. and I see everybody in this whole place I
0: was right behind you dude it was so yeah. funny
1: to see how the corner of my eye because our buddy's karma theory kept playing yeah right because he talked about later how that was a crazy show he never had a fight at his show yeah he was right? like hey and, man I never I mean, yeah, <laughs> right. he, was, he was cool I can't so he was a good guy yeah um, so I pushed this dude out on the sidewalk and he was like I you know he was trying to fight and I was like alright well we're getting out of this space I was like let's just walk down these steps to the parking lot I look over, and Sarah gets in my face, and she had a nickname for me, which I will not repeat. But <coughs> she got up in my face and was just like, "Look across the street." I like you will snacks. you will go to jail. you will go to jail. Yeah. And I look across, and I, I mean, I guess we've been been making crazy noise and shit. Yeah. <clears throat> so across the street are two cop cars. Yeah. With them, they're just watching us. They see all this. shit. They always they, they got they got to they, out of the show. They, they saw start watching. you know ten people pile out the front door and yeah. yell at each other. And Sarah kept me from going to jail. I was going to break that guy's fucking teeth out of his mouth. You probably would have killed him. And I was in the mood to do it. Oh, completely. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I'm a big guy, too. This guy, this big wrestler guy, was not uh, intimidating to me. Like, it just didn't even bother me. And I was going to fucking just beat this guy to a pole.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. Sarah
1: kept me from going to jail on Halloween night, and it ended up being a good night afterwards. And, like, uh...
0: It was a big celebration, because I remember that shit, because... Because we did Halloween first, yeah, and then everybody was going over to Josh and and his his then wife's house for a party. There was like some. It always was like everybody go to the Hell House, they go to they go to Josh's, they go to. There's like three spots, yeah. Yeah, So everybody was kind of like bar hopping, pretty much (laughs) with parties. Yeah, Uh, it was actually a great fucking time. I still can't. That's a time period of my life where I can't figure out is that one of the best times of my life or one of the worst. And it's and that is definitely a part of it. Exactly. Um, I probably learned the most. About myself, other people, all kinds of shit. During that, I would say yes on like that. Five years. Yeah, uh, I had some bad moments in that time, but I think everybody did. But whatever. Um, yeah. but Oh fuck. Almost. Yeah. Uh, bad, I, bad times for sure. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but uh, but yeah, the, I, I remember we were everybody was getting ready to go to there, so we missed the the last band. <laughs> I was there, was one, there was one other band that was playing last yeah and I can't remember who it was but they tried to play Halloween and everybody remember that everybody came over to Josh's and were like man that last band
1: dude you all went into, like the right, well, right time like, I get that Halloween is is the Halloween song right but when a band that's more popular does it before you yeah and does it well just let just let that one slide just play another one of your tunes or whatever you know and like but yeah, that was a funny, yeah. Uh, uh, one of the members
0: of that band <laughs> that ended up funny. at one of the parties that night. Oh, well, I'm sure. And he even said that, uh, that, I talked to him, and he said, uh, he's like, yeah, we all kind of looked at each other like we don't want to play this song. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Yeah, and, I mean, but you know what, though? We did kill. I'm sorry. No, uh, it, Conspiracy was, it, was it was a great show, man. band. Like I
1: said, it was about the biggest show we, I, it was the biggest show we ever had. I mean, I almost went to jail. There was a lot of good time. Like, it was, it was a... It was
0: crazy. It was, it was crazy. Was a good night. It was some crazy fucking times. Yeah. It was good times. I think about them all the time. Time, 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 time. Um,
1: I just think of how I could have improved that, that place.
0: That was one
1: of my you favorite You know what places I mean? As far around. as like business stuff now where I'm older, I've had like two more businesses or whatever. I know more. If I had that same, if I could go back and have the same knowledge now, dude, we'd still be running shit out way.
0: I will throw those out here real quick before we, we change the uh, lanes on this. Okay. Um I remember the first show you played there and we played.
1: Oh, God. I probably had like 10 people or something. I remember, I remember.
0: what was opening it up. It was a magic show.
1: Oh, my God. I forgot about I got to at least mention this fucking guy. Yeah. Dude, Jim. Shout out to Jim. You're probably fucking dead somewhere. I hope not, but whatever. So, I took this place over, the, this venue. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, it was a wrestling ring. Okay. And then, uh, this dude had magic shows. <clears throat> so that's who I, I like took it over from. So, yeah. but <laughs> did you live in a trailer in the back? Yeah. Yeah. Like strip gypsy style yeah. 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 So, but the stipulation was, you know, I was taking over the rent. I was gonna let him do like the first, like three or four shows. Yeah. Just for his own promotion. you know, we were gonna cut the door the yeah. other way. You know, instead of you know, I was just we were switching roles. And this guy, man, which was crazy because he wasn't really good magician. Yeah. But he did like just silly, old-school, like, just magic tricks, right? Yeah. And it was so crazy, because I was trying to market this thing... Yeah. ...as a rock show and and with a magic opener. And it was just (laughs) like, how the (laughs) fuck do you... What? You know, you can't market to little kids, because it's like, maybe a rock show, there might be, like, you know, there's at least people drinking, because... Yeah. uh, ...you know, I didn't sell booze, but people brought booze and, I mean, whatever. Plastic cups.
0: Paper cups.
1: So it's like... Lot of How do I market me? this shit? Yeah. So we just did. I mean, I just left it at that. I was like, it's a magic and rock show. People were like, what the fuck? What I, the remember, fuck? I remember. And you know what I mean? Yeah. There's old flyers that say, like, you know, welcome to the magic show or whatever that's yeah, there, God. you know, and just all this crazy shit. But the dude would just, like, get up, you know, in front of the stage and put on a really good magic show, actually, and was like, do his tricks and do his shit, you know, and. <laughs> we would just hang around for all these crazy bands yeah and yeah. he would get more drunk as the night progressed yeah and the more drunk he got the more buttons of his shirt he would unbutton <laughs> I'm dead serious right so we would look over and see Jim was like because he would wear a white button up to do his mm-hmm. magic shows yeah. right so he'd you know he'd wheel out the song lady in half he had all kinds of like old school cool shit yeah <clears throat> so <laughs> he would stick around and he would you know you have two buttons undone. It's like, oh, Jim's just now good. He's all right. Yeah. By the end of the night, belly out, you know, shirt completely open and just like walking around. He's like, man, these bands are awesome. Like yeah. he was just like, <laughs> you know, solo cup in hand, just, you know, having a blast. I don't know what happened to that dude, but, uh, he was a, oh, and he was a notary. He was straight up gypsy, dude, because he had like all the little side gigs and he's like, what I'm doing now. Yeah. Basically yeah. he was a magician he was trying to promote rock shows. He was a notary. I don't know what other jobs he had. No telling. But fucking Jim, I don't even know his last name, dude. Big ups uh, to Jim. Big ups to Jim for giving us a shot. Yeah. Because <clears throat> if it wouldn't have been for him, we'd have had no foot in the door. True. Right? He needed somebody that was younger that knew some bands and shit. Yeah. And we just hit him up probably through MySpace. I don't even know how we found this fucking guy. Yeah. Um. But he needed help, too. And, I mean, it just, it worked out. But he, if he hadn't gave us a shot, fuck, I wouldn't have none of that. No shit. So, yeah, big shout-out to fucking GM, whoever. Uh, <clears throat> because yeah. he, he gave me a shot for my first business, pretty much, to, to you know, get me in there.
0: That was, that, 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 the that Nile was a place that I went and visited all the time. Because you were always there, like, regardless. Dude, I was always
1: trying to hustle some crazy shit or, like, I mean, it was, like, my clubhouse. And, like, I'm paying so much on rent, but we're only having shows on the weekend. Yeah. So I was using the weekdays on trying to, how to make money. I was like doing magic tournaments out of there. I was fucking selling junk out of there like a flea market. Like I was just trying to make fucking rent when you're 21 years old at a first business.
0: Uh, If you want to know how it was, just listen to any of our podcasts. Because we we were doing (laughs) podcasts without anything being recorded or anything like that. It was just us talking.
1: Oh, yeah. I just bullshit this guy about business and like... How do I make money? How do I do this? Oh, fuck, I'm stressing out, you know?
0: And then we're talking about what, like, hey, what's your favorite werewolf movie?
1: Oh, well, yeah. We we would do that. We would literally, like, and I would
0: go up there and, like, see what, like, horror movies he'd have, like, behind the counter, because he would bring his own cells in there. I've got both my, what, the bloodbath or whatever those collections were called, uh, with just a bunch of old-school, like, Mario Bama and shit.
1: I was selling shit on eBay and Craigslist. Yeah. And so I had all kinds of just flea market bullshit like just boxes of stuff so I would bring a bunch of that junk sit it on shelves behind the counter and it was all for sale too because I was like fucking some band might come up and want this book or this fucking whatever.
0: Women has taken so much of my money um, (laughs) in in, in a legal stance like (laughs) I have any of my friends ever. Uh, Comic books. uh, Comic books, books, um, movies movies off the yin yang I bought I mean I've literally bought a shit ton of movies off you.
1: Um, I've had, dude,
0: probably like
1: counting the store movies, dude. I bet I bought. Them. I've had three thousand movies at least in my life.
0: You you've taught you you've taught me into so many horror movies and shit. Some of them
1: good at least. Some so no, like, no, you've always been like because okay. yeah. I remember I like I give you straight on it. I like it with yes. Yeah. Because
0: I, I remember especially especially at the Nile, I remember going in there and we'd talk and like I would buy a movie or something off you. I always find something like man, I kind of want that, you know. <laughs> And I was like, well, that'd be cool for a collection, you know? And I'd always find some way,
1: like, finagle with you, like, you know, because, like... Well, and at the time, back then, dude, I needed, like, all kinds of, like, supplies. Yeah. If you brought me, like, a couple cases of pop from yeah. your house, I'd be like, yeah, I can trade you for that, because I can resell it or, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, so I could take all kinds of shit and trade, because I had a business license to sell concessions and shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I can do all kinds of weird trades legally and help everybody out that, you know, maybe couldn't pay cash or whatever. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the one thing too, like when we have uh, certain benefits, uh, we would just give, the uh, or we had, uh, you could bring a canned good because usually yeah. our, our shows were five bucks. Yeah. So there's very few times that there were 10 when we had those big festivals. Like, yeah. You know,
0: like shows now are almost getting to the point where they're about $10 now. Oh, I know. Five. Yeah, for sure. Everything's gone up. Uh,
1: gone. <laughs> but we would have, like if you brought a canned good, we'd knock a dollar off your entry. Yeah, And we just took all the scans good to like a local pantry. We wouldn't yeah. do it out of any, any, Yeah, you know, we would just do some shit like that every once in a while and just like, I don't know. feel huh. like as long as I was paying bills and making a little bit, if we could help some other people out, you know, fuck yeah.
0: I, I wish, and it'll, it'll never happen, <clears throat> but it's something that I've thought about on so many occasions in so many different ways. Like, I wish that somebody would take the time and the money Never happen again. This will never happen. Mm. Um, and do a documentary
1: on like the music scene from that time just around here. Well, nobody, none of us have hit it famous yet. No, no, so nobody gives a fuck. Somebody in that whole scene, I just want
0: want somebody to be alive by the time somebody does it.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. If any of us in that scene of any sort ever got famous, right? It would be a fun documentary because there was a lot of shit going on, yeah, that would be. I think interesting to other, like independent, you know, either musicians or promoters or whatever the fuck was like. Man, this was happening in fucking Podunk, Kentucky. Yeah. In like, you know, the middle two thousands. Like, yeah, motherfucker. <coughs> Cat so Paul
0: the documentary.
1: Yeah, man. So me and Sarah. Yeah, why didn't you mention that name? It was Cat Paul Promotions mm-hmm. because Sarah had these little Cat Paul tattoos. And um, the other band that we used to promote, you know, promote quite a, heavily, Unreserved. I mean, we got them looked at by an independent record label, well, not independent time, I mean, it was Virgin Records. <clears throat> so we got them at a festival that there was a Virgin represented there, and he actually set in on Oh, Virgin, that's right, yeah. You know? I mean, and I witnessed that. I seen the dude, I, I talked to him, and he came and set in on our set. Yeah. And I don't know, it was cool to, like, I mean, we never hit No Famous or nothing like that, but it was cool to, like, be doing some shit. Yeah, you know, with music at a pretty young age, and you, you all, you know. all definitely—I
0: I it was fucking cool—and that was, Cat Paul, Cat Paul was definitely a, a big, big, big part of there being any kind of scene because of the Nile and because because of, of what you all were take doing. Take some credit in a good way. I mean, I think we kept. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you, you 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 you, you kind of put something there for like there were bands that were in town, you know, like I mean that wanted to have something you know and you all made it possible like yeah. you know you all fucking put flyers out
1: and Dude, you yeah that's the other time we almost got in trouble down there me and sarah put up like a hundred around partners. town yeah we put them on every fucking post we could find yeah we didn't know that's technically illegal yeah <laughs> so i mean because you see yard sale signs and shit whatever, yeah that's illegal apparently we yeah. put up so many and of course we had the address on there yeah it's like hey come to the Nile blah 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 Estel Street and so we you know had our band logos and shit in there that's the other thing man Sarah along with promotion shit she would get the flyers made like she would organize the artwork and she would, she did a lot of the, the the technical side of the shit yeah you know I had the money in the building and some of the network and you know some shit like that and she just had the other part of the network and the fucking technical skills and the the personal, yeah. I don't want to talk to people that much.
0: Right, yeah. No, she. She, <clears throat> she was the Lars of, yeah. the, of the whole thing.
1: Yeah, man. She didn't mind yeah. doing the business side as far as like talking to bands, booking bands, scheduling shit, and you
0: know, she was the goddamn lawyer of the, of the yeah, whole thing. You know, yeah.
1: I was the muscle. And she, she and the thing muscle.
0: is, she really was like, I mean, with all the bands at that time and stuff. If anybody had any problems, it was just you just go to
1: Sarah. Oh yeah, like you know, it was like, Sarah. I'm
0: having problems. with right. you. Oh well, hold on, honey, come here. You know, if, she, like, if
1: it's some kind of information, she will get to it. If yeah. it's got to be something handled, then she will tell me to do it, and I will go deal with somebody was, or whatever.
0: You know? I don't remember what show was. It wasn't the Nile, but it was something you all were putting on somewhere else. It might that's have been, the thing
1: too, because that's how we kind of started. Before I got my spot, we would just promote like venue, like yeah. we would set up shows. And, yeah, you know. So
0: I think it might have been at. Uh, The vet place, the Legion. Man, we
1: rented the Legion out a handful of times for sure.
0: Yeah, um, but but, but it was when I was with Odlit and stuff. And we were having some issues. There was a whole bunch of shit going on or something. But I couldn't get an answer out of anyone that was already there. I was like, okay. I was just getting pissed off. And I was like, somebody find me Sarah. Find me Sarah. I need Sarah right now. And she, of yeah, course, I don't know what the fucking problem was, but she she took care of it all. And everything. Well, that's and, it, man. She
1: was on because she, she was gr- knew, she was great about that. She knew the phone number. She kept track of all that. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. where's where's Mike at with uh, the fucking cords, all that. She fucking, I mean, would blow them right up if they didn't.
0: Uh, she 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 definitely played the role of like a manager. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, <clears throat> she is. Uh, yeah, her, her, and her and you, man. Like
1: you, you. This is a good team because I couldn't have done you it. You are completely was, a good team. Yeah, I mean, I, all the time. I, I totally put that, you know. And we're still good friends. And uh, I mean, we've been through my shit right now and you know, as of late. But you yeah, know, but you, you always. She's still tight, you know. Nothing she's but still love girl. From, from both of you, I for don't sure. Know that. and uh, I mean, I couldn't have. I didn't want to do all, all that shit. I couldn't have done it. And uh, she didn't want. To, she didn't have the extra money because she's working a normal job and whatever the fuck. She didn't have money to just dump into some fucking basic warehouse. Yeah. <clears throat> but she was willing to go in with me as far as, like, a business, you know. So I had... Uh, I couldn't have done it without her, for sure. So,
0: Oh, yeah, man. It's kind of fun to go back and... Yeah. Because I'm just sitting here thinking about everything. And I'm like, God damn, that doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but it was long yeah, that's ago. Yeah, that was half my life ago. Right? Man. Like, what the fuck, man? There was... So much, so much shit in that that time period that went on with with, with you, me, and like everybody in like you know mm-hmm. our
1: little our little crew. Uh, one day I'm gonna write the early book. Early to mid 20s, so it's a weird changing time for yeah. Even if you're not doing wild shit, just your average 25 year old is going through some, you know, emotion shit, relationships, whatever the fuck. And then if you are the type of person who yeah. likes to do crazy shit, yeah. I mean, it just escalates from there, you know. It's true. So it was a wild time for sure.
0: It was a a weird Kevin Smith movie, and in, in, like in reality, uh, with, with my a, movie,
1: my life feels like a movie a lot. I, that's.
0: <laughs> I, I swear, one day out there is going to be a book written about everything. Like, in, in, I thought about writing it. Like, it needs to happen. If yeah. something, something needs to happen, there you go. If you write you write that one. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah I You to live on Queen Street. Yeah. Cool. Just, He's a real big Freddie Mercury fan. That's why we call it that. Um, North Queen. <laughs> <clears throat> One of the rowdiest places ever. The hell else. I uh, thought it was tame.
1: Dude, my buddy Jesse just got stabbed twice up there. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I thought my old hood had got gentrified and all tamed out and shit, but no. A buddy of mine was just uh, stabbed mm-hmm. twice, like two weeks ago, and was in a coma, and now he's back home. So shout out Jesse's back home. But yeah, the hood's still fucking rowdy, dude. <laughs> no shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turn into a cow decapitation show. I was like, "Where was he living? North Queen." I was like, "Whoa, the fucking hood's still crazy." That's fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. That's fucking really nuts. Yeah. Um, a story. Let's uh, let's, <laughs> let's 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 we're gonna move on now. Something else. Got <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um
1: It's getting kind of warm here. Yeah. We'll go um, about. I'll, I'll tell some Jesse Hunt stories. He's got his own tale, man. Right. I could write a book on Jesse.
0: <laughs> um. But uh, the one thing is, you, know, you know, you're a photographer and you have you have a, a history of art and everything. That's right. That's right. Um, I do have a history. I guess you could say that. Um, yes. What my mean, degree says. What I went to school for. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Nobody saw the, the snarl he just gave me oh, when, when okay. he said that. No. Nah, college was good. Yeah. But it was, no, it was a very evil snarl, so it was, it was a bad snarl. Um, yeah, so what, what really brought you into liking? Because I mean, I even bought a book off you about It was a Satan book. And you're like, it's just pictures, man. And I'm like, that's cool. It's just a bunch of just interpretations of Satan uh, in different people's eyes. Yeah, that's what it's actually called, A Hundred Eyes See Satan. Yeah, and it's it's a pretty cool book. (coughs) Uh, So why... What got you into just the idea of just...
1: Art. Art in general? Yeah. Man, I've been interested in just art as a... Just all over the board since I was a little kid. Since I can remember. And... I don't know, my grandmother and my mom always really encouraged it. And I I had some skill like I could I could draw pretty pretty well for a young kid. Yeah. Like mimicry. Like I could draw, you know, this phone and you sitting there pretty good for a little kid. Yeah. And so my mom always heavily encouraged that. She was like one of my biggest fans as far as like she would buy me art supplies and buy me sketch pads and stuff. My mom I was the same way. You yeah. know, and just like was super and I was in the comic making books. sure
0: you were still creating you were keeping your
1: career yeah hours. and just like totally encouraged that and I love comic books and so I started drawing I think because it's a simpler format even though there's still texture and shit but it's I don't know it's cartoonish I mean you know you can yeah. you know, so I would I would draw these weird characters and I would make up characters and just creation and just of all sorts was just always like in my guts man I don't I don't know what really uh started it but my mom and both my grandmothers were just really encouraging about it yeah once I had an interest and <clears throat> I don't know went to school and just you know still loved art all through school and then went to college and that's I mean I don't really do shit with my degree but that's what I got a degree in is just studio art you know which basically means uh, you're kind of just like bullshit but you can cover you know how to take pictures and you know how to sculpt and you know how to paint and you, you know whatever but you are a professional artist Boom a uh, diploma I ain't making a living off of it yet I have been paid to do art But I don't make a living Ever heard of a starving artist? Yeah True But
0: <clears throat> I don't know Oh um, we don't look, look like we're starving that much <laughs> Right I'm patting, patting my them. belly folks That's what I'm doing
1: right Because do I'm fat. fat To pay the bills Fat <laughs> uh, The dream would be to You know Pay the bills with art But Wouldn't it though? In college, man, I learned a lot. It, it it opened my eyes to what art could be. Yeah. A little different. You know, because growing up, art is charcoal pencil. Right. You know, like, this is art. Like, drawing, like, this is art. Because that's what I... That's the easiest to get to. It's what you can go to the dollar store and buy. That's what you can, you know... <clears throat> pencil, paper, easy stuff. And you go to college. I mean, I had two sculpture classes. You know, you're working with clay and you're working like... I made a bronze sculpture. i never fucked with bronze before. <laughs> right? I've got a bronze sculpture like the size of that phone. And I, I mean, I didn't know shit about how to do that. You know, now I, I know how to cast bronze. Not that you need to. <laughs> <coughs> but if we got a kiln, motherfucker, I can make all kinds of bronze gear and shit. No but shit. whatever. <laughs> yeah, so we made, you know, just stuff like that. Learning, like, all kinds of weird types of art. Yeah. You know, from, like, sculpture and, like, 3D. I will never, man, I learned so much in this class, but I hated it. I fucking hated it. And she's still teaching it. Lisa's an awesome teacher. Shout out to Lisa. But um, Big up Salisa. Big up to Lisa. It was called 3D Foundation back in the day, right? Okay. Right, so everything is a sculpture. You have to make it. It's 3D, of course. But the only things you can use is cardboard. Okay. Right? Now, that sounds, okay, you can use cardboard. Yeah. That's all you can use. Cardboard and hot glue. Every project, right? So if I want to make a human face, I have to cut and sculpt and mold and shit. Cardboard. To make a human face. This is in college? Yeah. Okay. Right? And so that's every project. Why? To learn the, the fundamentals of 3D. Okay, well, just okay. Just learning how light hits a 3D subject. Okay, okay. I, don't how, I mean, me. how, to, how to sculpt and bend paper. But here's the thing. You could use it in any format. You could soak the paper or the cardboard Mm to where it was real malleable so you could make really like soft shapes and stuff. You didn't have to... Right. You know. But we couldn't use any kind of other attachments other than hot glue and just to make all the shit. And our final project had to be a 3D sculpture that would hold our teacher's weight. Okay. Using nothing but cardboard. And you can make anything you want. But it has to hold... You know, and all these just... And... The class sucked because it sounds it sounds easy, but making like two foot to four foot sculptures out of cardboard every fucking day sucks. You know what I mean? And it's just like hard shit. It doesn't matter. It's it's hard. For I mean, all you got is a fucking uh, box cutter, hot glue gun, and stacks and stacks of cardboard that Walmart
0: gives you. I mean, you were practicing for that that role in, in school when you were. Uh... Uh, when you were just a kid playing with
1: hot glue and, <laughs> and stuff. It, it, that's it. It's like, man, this is like little kid shit but you're expecting me to do these really elaborate. And that's the thing. She had a high standard of what she wanted. Yeah. You couldn't just pull this bullshit and just like, here's a rock. Nah, man, you're going to have to make a face and make a, you know. Um, It was a, uh, about the hardest art class I've ever had but it taught me so much weird shit about like prop making. Now the stuff that me and Jupiter do with our, our shoots man I can turn out cardboard guns and cardboard swords and shit like I know how to build and make with cardboard so it actually has helped me way more than any of my other art classes almost.
0: Let me ask you a question real quick. Yeah. Has it come in handy more in your life to know how you sculpt out of Wet cardboard and glue and all that. Um, has it helped you uh, it helped you in your life more than, um, I don't know, just about anything you ever learned in school?
1: As far as a real class? Yeah. Because I learned a lot in college. But I learned more about this, how to be a person. Yeah. You know, but my, my classes? Maybe. I mean, really. Yeah. You know.
0: It's way up there anyway. With that being said, we're going to take another little small break with another guest pick of Muzak. back to Whitman this is your life <laughs> uh,
1: college uh, days we're talking about the art yeah man oh 3 d but that that was the uh, yeah that that was that
0: was a big a big i mean you 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 went to school did you really think that you were going to really learn like i mean like cuz you obviously i mean you learned Quite a bit, obviously, from doing that shit. So, I mean... Yeah, it was
1: it was real weird what I learned. You know, it was like... I've always been a studier. And I've always uh, read a whole lot. And been fairly self-educated. Self-taught on a whole lot of shit. So, I... And to me, college was kind of a joke. Like, no... No offense to the people who, who it's not or whatever. But, like... And I took some hard classes. I started out as a, as a psych major. <clears throat> um... Because that's the other interest I have is, like, the human brain, how it works. You know, my grandmother has all, had Alzheimer's, so I was real fascinated on why that was happening and shit like that. Yeah, uh, I feel you on that. But I just quickly learned that I was I couldn't do that really for a living, like, whatever. Whether it was going to be, uh, you know, a lab technician of some sort or... Uh, that just wasn't my my thing. I just didn't want to do it as a, as a profession. Yeah. And, you know, so I kept my interest in art and then just kept, uh, figured I was willing to shift to. And if I didn't make any money, I would say, fuck it, and I was going to be a truck driver. So, that was really my fallback plan. If I didn't like art, I was just going to be a truck driver. Did you
0: imagine you being you and you just being a truck driver?
1: dude? I have a lot more money right now, but I'd be a lot less happy.
0: That was, that you know. I I just feel like you being a truck driver, like you would you there'd be a creative be view there'd be a creative view coming like that, that just couldn't come out like you wanted to. And That's then, it, man. That's Then you would start no way, you would then you would start getting those those lot lizards and they would be <laughs> hung up uh skinless Hello. in the back of the truck. Oh, uh from see. all that pin up uh
1: creativity that uh well, that wasn't where I was gonna go with it. But that is Wachos Art, man. <laughs> I've always had just like I got to get shit out. I see the world a little differently, a little strange. <clears throat> I like thinking strange. I like painting weird things. I like taking pictures of weird things. Like, I've always just, I don't know why it's got to get out. And I don't even, most of the time, I care if people see it. Yeah. I've only kind of in the last couple of years really thought about it as a real job, like a real, prof- like a creator, or like a, you know, whether it's online or whether it's selling pieces. <clears throat> because I've had some success yeah so uh, you know i've sold a couple pieces i won an action it's a weird i won a first place for a photography uh contest that was actually like a national accredited you know thing over at uh, it was in uh, a town it was in lexington close to us but you know it's kind of a big deal and you know just a few little little hits and, and Did that issues. was in first grade right actually so you now, know, I mean, and this thing a picture of a, a tree you go on. <laughs> <laughs> this thing was got an uh, award and everything. You know, I I just got a little blue ribbon, but it has a national art deal on the back of it. So I'm like, I mean, nationally ranked. Like they pulled people in from, you know, yeah, these fucking high up yuppity ups that, you know, and it was on a whim. My ex wife basically forced me to enter this contest yeah. because it was free. Yeah, she's like, you you take good pictures. She's like, put put two. You could limit. You could take two, and as long as they were framed, they would, you know, at least uh, view. Them. Yeah. Well, and so two weeks go by or whatever, <clears throat> and she was an excellent painter. She is an excellent painter, for all I know. But still doing but like she's uh, a realistic, like super realistic painter. Yeah. Um, look up Ashley Ray Hal if you want some fucking realistic painting. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so. Um, she calls me just like super punk. And I think that she has won. And I was like, oh sweet, we'll go out. We'll go out. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, what are you what are you gonna say? And I'm like, What do you mean? <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> Cause she was just stoked, she was happy for me. She actually put a painting in too. Um but we I mean different categories, so we weren't competing against each other. They had photography, painting, you know, sculpture, yeah. all this. She's like, no, you won. You won first place for nature photography. It's a picture of a mushroom that I took uh, out in the woods uh, up to the gorge, Red River Gorge, is where we're pretty close to. And so I took a picture of this mushroom. We were out hiking one day, and the motherfucker looked awesome. And uh, yeah, it won me first place and got me a three hundred dollar check. And uh, nice. Then I sold the painting or the the, the photo uh, for another hundred to a buddy of mine. So getting that win of like four hundred bucks, I can pay our fucking rent. That. With, what you know and just I don't know a couple little wins like that I'm like maybe I can do art yeah maybe I mean maybe not full time gig but I'm good enough at it to win to it get some side hustle yeah. in, and to actually like keep pursuing it you know what I mean so I mean to win first place I mean you're obviously doing something right well that's what I thought and these were like you know fucking real people like doing art you know it's like I don't know I'm I just entered you know, it I didn't even know it happened you know was just like If she had never told me about it, I wouldn't know. Uh, Yeah, you know, but (coughs) it's a thing called fate. It is, and it's just uh, that's kind of what got me into the photography stuff, which I'm into right now. Um, Which I I had photography in college. Yeah, it was old school, man. So I know how to develop film. I know how to fucking that's pretty cool. You know, and it was we had to every uh, every two weeks. Or every week, because we don't have the class once a week. But every week we had to r- develop two rows of film. So I had to shoot it, old school film, 35 millimeter. Uh, put them in the little canisters. Fucking learn the chemicals. I can do all that shit. Not that it's necessary at all now. Because digital shit, so much cheaper. I mean, just so much fucking easier. But... I don't know how to develop pictures from fucking scratch. You know what I mean? From fucking film. And we would have to put them through the little things you see on TV. Like the buck, you know, the little little trays and hang them up in the orange light and shit. I did the whole thing. I always think of uh, seeing
0: Ghostbusters too. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) I do
1: too. I'm like, because, you know, Dan has those little tongs with the rubber tips. Yeah. We use those. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what you use. All that shit is legit. Like, and you put them in these little fucking trays and they you know you have three different uh chemicals usually there's like a toner developer you know blah blah, blah. and yeah man you gotta hang them up in the dark and you gotta put them in a, a fucking transfer you know all this different shit and like I mean just the, the whole science of it now I don't do any of that shit and I'm glad but all that the science of it kind of got me into photography cause I didn't think photography was real art back in the day yeah like, when I was a kid, I didn't... I understood that there was pictures. Like right. People took pictures, like National Geographic, shit like that, like... But that that wasn't, like, real art. You know, I kind of right. almost looked down on photography when I was a kid, not, like... I just didn't understand it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, anybody can take pictures. Anybody can take pictures. Which they can. But there's a lot in taking the angles. Right. The lighting. your light like, sort like there's a lot to taking a good photo. Yeah. And it's why hundreds and thousands of millions of pictures are now taken on cell phones and selfies and of the Grand Canyon and of every fucking thing in the world. But out of all those, a handful are like good pictures. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, yeah, everybody can take pictures, but there's an artistry to photography. Right, yeah. You know, and I just didn't understand that and like, learning all that shit just kind of opened my eyes up and then jumped forward to winning that you know kind of buying a a camera through that class and then buying my first digital camera and then taking that mushroom pic like just really getting into photography what actually like do you know what what made
0: them decide that you deserve to be the blue ribbon for that picture of the mushroom
1: no, they just had was it
0: like it was the angle, like the, the like was
1: it was no, because I didn't, I, I actually didn't talk to the judges. They all just gave me, uh, yeah, they just went around, they shook my hand, but we didn't have like a yeah a speech or anything. And um, no, I have no idea. It's just a... did you have to have a speech? Did you have to no? Have oh, okay, I say nothing. They just uh, wrote me a check, shook my hands, like it worked It's like going like a dog show or something. You oh, know, it sure. was like really just like fucking pristine I'm up there like in a hoodie and just like what up man? kinda you know I'm just cause I'm not I try not to be pretentious about shit and people don't really intimidate me too much like right. you know other than like you know if it's uh, some hard ass woman that's intimidating but right an art critic doesn't really intimidate me and like I so said my ex-wife was a, a painter and I was around art critics and art people a mm-hmm. lot yeah so and I never thought I'd win yeah until I got that phone call and shit so I was like well, fuck! I've already won. I'm just whatever. <coughs> but see, I'd be, I'd be wanting to know. It was just, uh, what, I mean, did
0: it? Just so I would have, I'd be like, okay, this, this won this. This my, you know.
1: I just took it as like because I picked the angle. Yeah. I picked that shot, and they thought it was good enough. So I learned pretty much to kind of go with my gut. True. You know okay. what I mean? So it, it taught me that's like, okay, I thought that light source was good. I thought the colors looked cool. So I, I'm gonna go with that yeah you know and like it just that just seems to be it it's like well every time you win something or every time that um, somebody compliments you or compliments your piece or a photo learn what they're complimenting yeah well is it the model's pose did you capture good light you know all those little things so they're not really like telling you per se what to do right But they're telling you what appeals to them about that photo. And you can just kind of make a catalog of all these little ideas and shit and try to... You know, me and Jupiter just did a shoot, I mean, the other day. And I go through this stuff, you know, kind of Rolodex. You know, because I'm trying to tell her a good pose. Yeah. You know, to make either, you know, like, flatter her body. Not that she, you know... I mean, she's a beautiful girl, but there's other angles. She has a really, like, strong jawline and a long neck. Yeah. Right? So I need to remember... To, to shoot pictures that show that and not like crunch her head up or you know I mean she has those features so you show those off and it's like well I know what what sunlight looks like against metal and against leaves and against black like all these different shades and just I don't know all this weird shit that you can compile <clears throat> to, to then start making like better and better quality overall yeah you know, every time you go and do, when I do a shoot, and I think about all these little ideas, just quick reference. You don't spend, you don't think about it like that. You know, what I mean, when you're shooting, but you you notice light source and you know colors and it's just all these little things pick up on up, shit. You know, go, yeah. So it's like, no, those judges didn't tell me shit, but by giving me that award, I'm like, okay, so I, this is a strong picture. True. Figure out why this is a strong picture and and carry that. There you go. You know, so yeah. <clears throat> I shoot. It's it's not my favorite, but I shoot weddings and shit on the side. You know what I mean? Because those those do pay the bills. Yeah. But even when I shoot
0: weddings, that's yeah. the Henry Rollins uh, uh, way of life. Is actually he's always said he's like
1: I used to work in a pizza place or you know it's it, anything to pay the bills, man. Well, it's just like I don't want to work a 9 to five job. So the flip side is mm-hmm. the sacrifice of doing other shit you don't want to do. Yeah. I don't want to go to other weddings. Mine was kind of fun. I've been to a couple of good ones. Most of them are boring and suck. Even if they're my <laughs> friends, <laughs> right. sorry everybody, they <laughs> do. It's good for you. You're happy. Be happy. Do it. It. But your wedding sucked. But whatever, man. I mean, you know, whatever. So <clears throat> when you're at somebody else's wedding for three or four hours and you're shooting all these pictures, even that, I try to carry kind of my style and kind of what I've learned, you know, with light source and all this weird shit. And I try to take angles and show things that nobody else will see yeah I will go and I will show up before wedding and take all kinds of weird well not weird I think they're cool but like yeah. preliminary shit I'll take pictures of people setting up yeah that they. I mean it's candid stuff but it's all like it's the shit that nobody gets to see
0: I feel you yeah. you know
1: and that's what I dig it's like it's one thing if you just set a pose up like when you get the bride and groom, you got to do the family shots. Yeah. Hey, okay, the bride's the bride's family and the groom's family, uh, brother and sister. But you got to do all that bullshit because that's that's what you do. But if you can then find some way to put your spin on some other shit, you know. When I give them those packages of pictures, yeah, I go to my buddy's house, and the ones that they printed out are the are the weird ones that I that I pulled. That's cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they got their mom and dad and stuff, but like uh, my buddy Capone has one of him and his wife in these trees that i caught the sunlight hitting them yeah and they just make these just really cool like kind of radiant just lines across the whole whole picture and they just look happy as fuck and they're smiling at each other and i was behind them quite a bit so they didn't even really know i mean they knew i was taking pictures but they didn't know when yeah i was like just go walk through the forest and i'm gonna just i'm just gonna take your pick don't 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 worry about it back here <clears throat> and I got some weird shit like that and it's the ones that they like the most so that's, it's pretty, like, that's
0: a pretty cool uh, even
1: when right. I try to do, uh, you know weddings and shit like that I will I will get angles I will do some shit that like people might not see yeah I kind of try to look at stuff a little different and uh I don't know if people tend to dig it it sucks to do Put weddings that Whitman stamp on it just the way it, like, a little bit you know. even like I said weddings ain't my thing but <clears throat> I'm gonna give you a damn good job yeah you know I'm, I'm not gonna slack on the work cause I don't like a wedding yeah. I'm gonna fucking do work. I'm gonna edit pictures. I'm gonna take fucking hours of shots and you know, but <clears throat> I don't know, I'm rambling about it. But that that's the way
0: you You wanna take you know. sexy weird pictures
1: you end up with. Well, and yeah, that's kinda what I do now, right, for like my hobby and kinda what uh medium career type shit right now, like Jupiter and myself and a few other, you know, um, just doing model shoots and doing cosplay stuff and doing like horror and doing fetishy shots and stuff like that because that's that's what I want to do. Yeah. So I, I shoot weddings to pay the bills and to, to do all that shit, but it's like I really just shoot cosplay and uh, cute girls and hot rods and weddings by yeah. day, bondage at night. We get it. In <laughs> a dream life, though, because yeah, I'd be paying all kinds of bills if that was the case.
0: But I I, I feel like I feel like <clears throat> as a photographer to take bondage pictures would be kind of actually fun it's pretty much like not really any limit there, depending on where you're
1: going. Well, and I'm, what's, I'm also a fucked up individual. Well, no, I mean, now we're getting into like current, you know what I mean? So this is kind of history of art and this is where I'm at right now. Excellent. But it's like, uh, most of the people I shoot know, and I, I get this from my, basically my biggest inspiration maybe ever, uh, is Clyde Barker. Fuck yeah, I do you really, you know, uh, even though photography is kind of on his, nobody knows too much about his photography necessarily, but just the way he shoots and just his idea that like, I will shoot anything almost. Yeah. Other than, you know, uh, kids and animals are out, but, (laughs) you know, basically, I will shoot in, you know, a tuxedo or your birthday suit. I don't give a fuck what you want to shoot. I will do about anything. Yeah. So I like to put it on the, and most people because they know I like to do that shit they come to me with weird ideas yeah they're like hey man you, know, you did that clown shoot with Morbo and like he was on this weird yeah I'll do some weird shit yeah you know we'll get in some weird angles <coughs> hey that girl was in like a weird like sexy <coughs> cosplay shit you do some like boudoir type shit I'm like yeah what do you what do you want to do yeah you know so it's like I like to let the model tell me and they set the what the won't rate. Whitman take a picture of I don't know, man. What, do you, what 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 won't he do? <clears throat> That's
0: a question. Because I know him, and I'm pretty sure there's not...
1: Just for the, the
0: pure excitement and weirdness
1: of certain things... That's it. Like, what's my stipulations? Am I getting paid? Like uh, Perfectly legal stuff, obviously. Right, right. But, okay. Yeah, but like... I mean, unless it's drugs and shit, I'll, I'll take pictures of that, too. But
0: yeah, but wow. I mean, like, you know... Like, yeah. if somebody was like, Hey, I want you to take photos of my wife uh, pissing in my mouth... <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, while I wear a gimp mask, um, unzipped, uh, and a hose going into my eye sockets, which whoa, What
1: would, would would uh uh the curiosity in me would probably get me for that one. I mean, yeah, see, I that's... had to see all that weird shit going down. <laughs> Sorry if that's your kink, if it's weird, my bad. I mean, whatever, no, <clears throat> no
0: kink shaming whatsoever. No,
1: man. I mean, uh, but
0: just out of curiosity, like, I mean, what what would again? Be too am I getting much?
1: paid? Is this a paying gig? I've seen a paying, paying gig? gig. That opens up a whole fucking other realm of uh, pain gig shoot okay <laughs> probably What? Well, would you, now, would you scenario do, you just set up you, you, getting like paid you would totally, way.
0: there'd be a curiosity yeah. of doing that but I don't know if
1: I I don't know if I'd follow through for, just for curiosity sake so.
0: There would have, there would definitely have to be some kind of stipulation, some kind of deal made beforehand.
1: Well, or just get paid. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'll like she me.
0: better pee in my mouth next. Like is that? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, I'm a
1: there's there's a little bit of a voyeur in me, right? That's I think every I feel
0: fr- it. I feel I it, think yeah. every
1: photographer has that. It's like you want to, uh, and that may be a too strong of a word for some people. It's not for me. I don't mind that that term, but like uh, you want to witness things, right? Yeah, of course. And to me, I mean, I've talked about before. One thing that, that's got me with photography is like, you know, my grandmother losing her memory. I like taking pictures of all kinds of shit just for the sake of capturing that moment. I can feel It that. don't even have to be my moment. Yeah. Just, just, to ca- just yeah. the fact that capturing it almost feels like magic to me. Yeah. And so when it goes to that, I mean, the limits are kind of off. To me it's like if that's what you want a picture of I don't want to see you pissing in some dudes mouth. you want that picture I'll hook you up okay because I'm in I mean I don't know it's not for me but you know all right so all you uh scat people out there Oof. <laughs> if you paying enough motherfuckers I'll take it I'll take the picture he says don't get the <clears throat> cookie on me but I'll, no, take I'll stand shots. far enough away I got long you hands. better wash your hands before no, you give me that no fucking doubt. money you paying me first that's a, the a kicker. You pay me first, because <clears throat> I'm into fetish Hit shit. Up Whitman, but yeah, Whitman photography, Facebook, <laughs> Instagram. Uh, nah. Yeah, real, I mean, like,
0: seriously, yeah. No, nah, yeah, real for quick. real.
1: Like, I don't, I don't give a fuck to do fetish stuff. I don't give a fuck. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of people that don't have an. It's, it's a again about having an outlet, almost. Yeah. My whole life, I think I felt like a funnel to To get like information or like weird fringe shit to other people that appreciate it yeah whether it's music movies art whatever I like weird shit hey here's some of this more weird shit yeah and like funneling it to people so if if you're in the, I mean we're taking your crazy uh, scenarios yeah of peeing in eyeballs and shit yeah <clears throat> those people and to me that We'll get into the semantics about what art is, maybe, and I, that ain't that ain't the argument tonight. But so those people want to. Some just call that water sports. Well, you went a little more extreme than just water sports. You talking about, it, you know? But yeah, uh, people want that memory too. Yeah, that experience be a good Christmas card if it's your thing. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Right. If I had, I, if I had a friend if I had a couple that were friends that had that as a as a, as a Christmas card, I might like them more. I mean, just because be like, you know what? That's that takes some balls. That's that's that is what that means for sure. And they have a big sign down on the back of it says "Whipping." Well, I,
1: I mean, whatever. But the thing is, like, end up being just a fetish photographer. He's gonna make millions. If you paying me right, dude, I'll travel too. So whatever. <clears throat> Sorry to cut you off, but it's just no. I mean, it's it's weird but it's it's the same because like those aren't my moments I don't want to remember that shit but it's like a little a weird catalog in the universe oh like, no I totally get it you yeah. know I don't know it's like I just like pinup up girls and pretty tame fetish shit yeah, I just like bonded shit and pin-up girls so that's what I want to take you know but well, that shit is appealing to my eye and sensibility and I don't know you know what it kind of makes me think of a little bit is a uh, uh, speaking of Clive
0: Barker Midnight Meat Train uh, Bradley Cooper's character Very was, much so man. He was
1: He was a photographer It's the same deal To witness That shit Yeah Right And when he's He's taking the picture Of those dudes That are like Trying to mug that lady Yeah Right He doesn't take the pictures To stop them from mugging He's taking the pictures To witness What is happening Right He would have kept Even though that stops it Yeah Yeah That was not why he started Right you know what I mean? He sees it and is not trying to intervene. He is trying to be the voyeur in that. And like, there's, in that regard, that's very much like yeah. in my head. I like to, uh, dangerous shit. I like to take pictures of like, wreckage and, like urban decay. I like shit that is broke down and busted. I like shit that is, I, ta- I, I stop on the sides of the road and take pictures of roadkill. Like, I like things that are in transition between life and death. I like all these weird in-betweens. and like, Yeah. I don't know. Like, friend shit, man. It's like... I don't know. You know, he takes a pretty damn... Inf- pretty good <coughs> fucking photo. They're getting better. I need, I need to upgrade my camera. Once that's on...
0: Yeah. They'll, they'll
1: make a big jump. But... Whit- 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 Whitman will, will, will do just about anything.
0: Uh, <laughs> as long as he just keeps going. He's like a battery, folks. He just keeps going. Like seriously, you're always doing something. There's always this mother. This motherfucker right here is is he has become my my fucking motivation when it comes to, to doing Fuck podcasts. Yeah. Uh, no matter if it's Nasty Nation or Graveyard Talk, um, do work. Yeah, like pretty much. Like he's the one going. Hey, get up and do something. We're we're gonna do a podcast. us And we've been we've been doing a lot of night podcasts lately, mm-hmm. and that's actually been helping a lot as well. Because yeah. I'm not much of a
1: morning person at all, and it takes me forever to get fucking Whoa. going. My, my thing man it goes on a couple of different things it's like for one I'm still currently right now self-employed so you know if I'm trying to make a go of this podcast and trying to uh, <clears throat> you know sell for photography pictures and sell you know all this different stuff there's no there's no guaranteed paycheck coming in yeah. right so every day I get up and I post pictures and I do stuff and you know it's like because I have to because mm-hmm. ain't nobody else going to do it for me yeah so if I ever wanna get noticed for anything, I gotta go do it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just on the grind all the time. And I don't sleep much. So that helps and hurts.
2: <laughs> you know what yeah. I
1: mean? So it means I can grind more, but it means I, I kinda grind myself to death sometimes. Yeah. And it's gonna suck when you're old. <clears throat> I probably won't make it to be old because I'll grind myself to death. Like it'll, you know what I mean? no, <laughs> Yeah, no, no true. Um, but part of it is that too. It, I think here lately, The last, like, four or five years, I've really kind of cranked up because I do want to get a few things done before I'm too old. Right. Not any kind of notoriety per se, but personal goals. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, I'm not getting any younger, so I just got to crank it up a little bit. Sometimes sometimes some of us forget that. Right. One thing, too, it's like when I fight depression, having all these different grinds and, like, it's other worries, you know. Oh, what about this? I, well, these magic cards won't sell, or this picture's not getting likes, so or whatever the fuck. But having at least some kind of positive stuff, whether it's just podcast or whether it's a painting, just pushing good creativity, kind of helps fight those those demons. You know what I mean? Just kind of pushes that that bad shit back. Yeah, because it don't go away. If you fight depression out there, anybody that fights, you know, mental illness or like any kind of uh, just fucking life basically you know what I mean but you know depression is uh, sometimes it takes hold and just sticks around truth and so if you or at least it it helps me you know I lift weights and and I do art and those are the things that and I play magic those three things help me from going fucking crazy so as long as I've got magic cards to sell or trade art to do and weights to lift it you know yeah, it helps me get because I don't like taking meds. I think all that shit. <clears throat> this is on tirade too, but it's like some of that stuff to me kind of dulls down what what you are. Yeah, you know and I mean, it does to an extent. Just, yeah, you know, and not to say that I, I need meds. I mean, I I get it, but like I think it. I don't know. It, it changes your chemical makeup. Yeah, that's just a fact because you're dumping chemicals in. Oh yeah. So it's just like. Well, the thing I am is kind of fucked up but I've just learned to deal with that. Yeah. So I just offset it by on my good days I try to just ride that shit out. Yeah. And when it's bad I just try to get up out of bed and do something. And that's, you know, whether it's like I said art or come over here and do a cast or whatever. But it always tends to brighten my day up. Yeah. Because you feel productive. You feel like, especially if it's something towards a business or a career, you're like, alright, that's one more step, that's one more thing, like, it's just, I don't know, it's really helped me in the last, like, from COVID and divorce and all this different shit, I think, just this podcast and doing shoots with, with Megan, and like, just doing creative shit has pretty much saved my life in the last, like, four or five years, for Thanks sure. For yeah. So, no. props to you and Megan, pretty much, and, uh, and more about, you guys are my, my heart guys, you know, because I come over here, and do these podcasts with you, and, we get a bunch of good memories out and a bunch of weird shit out. Oh, yeah. and, you know, Megan's uh, been pretty much the best model I've ever had. Even though I bug her all the time, to be, like, a thousand shoots. Yeah. I would I would just shoot her all day long. We would just do shoots forever and ever, you know, yeah. if I could. But, you know, she, she obliges me a lot. And she's, uh, she's rocking her own shit right now with cosplay stuff and OnlyFans and all that stuff. So it's like... And then, you know, Morbo with his uh, clown shoots and, uh... I go over to his place and we we bullshit kind of simple just yeah because he's he's trying to do a clown he's trying to be a clown as a a side gig you yeah know, for little kids' birthdays and all that shit so <clears throat> it's like people creative people in my life yeah and it's pretty much you three that have kind of helped me
0: well man keep you, the, you you
1: know you've always been
0: a positive like if I'm man you you have you've, you've been over here and, che- and cheered me up on some of the some of the downest times that I've had I oh mean, likewise dude I mean we're getting all in the, in the fields right now I mean, but, I mean but it's, it's true it's though it's yeah. true though
1: you know I mean I, there's I, I hold my friends tighter than most of my family and if I'm in a good mood I want to give that back yeah so if I call you and you're, you're in a bad mood but I'm I'm fucking riding high I'm like alright fuck yeah let's, let's get a show I'll try to you know <clears throat> Same with Megan, if she's down or something, I'm like, hey, let's let's go yeah. for a ride, let's do a shoot, let's go, let's, you know. Because, man, there's so many times I'm down that my friends pick me up. Yeah. That I'm like, I'll be sitting there fucking, you know, boo-hooing about some old sad past bullshit. <laughs> right. And, you know, you or Megan are easier, somebody will text me or call me and I'll be like, yeah, fuck this bad mood, like, let's do something else. Like even, yeah, man. Because that shit don't go away, you, you know what I mean? But <clears throat> it can... It's just band aids and it's patches and shit, but your friends help you through it, and it's just like I don't know. Except my friends, shoot three or four of y'all, man, saved my life this year and last year.
0: Man, know. same same with you. I mean, seriously, like doing doing these podcasts and stuff. Like, I gotta give it up to Whitman, man. He's, he's one one motherfucker that can seriously like make me. I mean, you, especially when when lyric, you know, my daughter left. And moved states away last year and stuff, and when I found out about it, women had to be coming over with a friend uh, to hang out for a little bit and shit. And he was all like in a great mood, and I'm over there just fucking balling, right? And and you know, and and I had some moments, but you you
1: you you kept me. Because like I said, I mean, it's like you can't fight the whole time. You know, it's like life is fucking rough. Yeah, no matter how you cut it, no matter where you are from, something is fucking with you. So, you could be a rich kid from fucking the Hamptons or whatever. Man, you got something else. Yeah. Something that we don't see that's fucking... Life is hard on everybody. Oh, yeah. I've learned that. No matter what your situation is, life is fucking hard. So it's like, man, if I can make my buddy's life easier for, I don't know, a fucking couple hours... Yeah, man. Shit, dude. I mean, <laughs> that's all I can do, you know, so...
0: Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, you know, I... I... Yeah, man. It's 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 been an honor to to have yeah, you on, on on Nasty Nation finally. Sweet. Uh, I, I, I I always enjoy having you around. Yeah, man. Uh, there's not many people in this life that I really want to be, have around all the time, and you're definitely on that list of people that like you can come over every day and, and let's have something dire going on.
1: I don't you just care. Talk magic
0: and and uh, smoke and hang out. Like you know, yeah. Like I thank you, man. Yeah, like, man. Fuck yeah! Um, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where they can find I oh, kind yeah, of spit yeah. out a minute ago? But go ahead and do that
1: real quick. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna, yeah. So old school because I don't I don't jump platforms. I just keep adding shit. So I got Whitman on Deviant Art back and still yeah still doing that. <laughs> uh, Whitman photography on Facebook. Uh, Whitman on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm working on. Uh, Flickr right now Flickr is more uh, Concentrated to photography So I think I mean it's higher end And it's uh, Maybe more selective It's called Flickr Flickr So I'm working on that one right now It could also It could also be a dating site Well Yeah (laughs) But right now it's a photography site So we'll see If if there's hot uh, hot dates on there I'll take that too But right right now it's photography Uh, But yeah all that stuff I go by Whitman usually uh, on any kind of platform I'm trying to get some more I'm trying to get a Patreon started pretty soon because I've got enough sets of uh, uh, photography you know different models different cosplay whether yeah. it's, uh, I like to shoot travel stuff too that's the other thing I always thought it would be a cool job to work for National Geographic oh yeah so I like travel photography other than like Hot Girls <coughs> I like to take mountains and trees and shit well how about Hot Girls and Mountains <coughs> and Trees oh it's my it's my favorite if I can get that I'll never come out of the mountains, you know. So, yeah. uh, but I've got enough uh, different sets. So I'm hopefully getting the Patreon started up. M- hopefully before the end of the year, that's my next kind of goal uh, as far as monetizing shit because I can sell whole chunks. Like you can, you can pay four bucks and get you know a hundred pictures or whatever the fuck. Yeah. You know, um, as a way to get more pictures out for a cheaper rate. Yeah. You know, you just watermark a little piece and you pretty much mail them to people. Yeah. So, and they've got a copy. You know, it's. Um, so other than that, um, I guess that's it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh,
0: remember check them out everywhere you can. Women photography, Instagram, yeah. all that shit. Um, and also with me on Graveyard Talk, um, which we've been doing lots of episodes lately. Uh, we keep the momentum we're going. It'll be super. Uh, also if you were into fetish bondage pictures Whitman will provide yeah hit me up <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah uh, real quick just want to say thanks for listening uh, don't forget Video Store Clerks on uh, Wednesday nights at 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time uh, and then tell us in the podcast uh, on Saturdays at uh, 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time uh graveyard talk, you find it on here if you're hearing this shit. We've got lots to listen to listen yeah. to. Um comic book, Tells the Podcast presents uh Tells Shock and Terror. If you're a fan of old school, Tells from the Crypt, Easy Comics, that kind of shit. It's fun filled uh fun for the whole family. Get it gets talking stuff by all this shit. Um Really? That's about it. But what is Whitman like?
1: Women and drugs.